This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Federal officials are readying up the process for the next round of dietary guidelines for Americans. The Departments of Agriculture and Health and Human Services said today they're going to focus on diet and the risk of being overweight and obese with a new emphasis on weight loss and maintenance in the upcoming guidelines. There also looks to be a focus on ultra-processed foods as well as gestational weight gain and postpartum weight loss. The dietary guidelines serve as the underpinning for the federal government's nutrition efforts ranging from school lunch to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. They were originally recognized as the food pyramid, but now take the shape of the MyPlate icon. USDA and HHS update the guidelines every five years. The process begins with identifying key questions and will eventually move to the nomination and assembly of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. That panel will write the report that informs the next batch of guidelines, which are due out in 2025. Recent action on cattle markets oversight has the author of legislation on the subject feeling hopeful. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. A Senate Republican says he is optimistic the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act will continue to move forward on becoming law after the House and Senate ag hearings on cattle markets take place. The House Ag Committee is scheduled to hear from the CEOs of Cargill, Tyson Foods, JBS, and National Beef regarding cattle markets on April 27th. That hearing will come one day after the Senate Ag Committee marks up the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. Speaking on a press call, Senator Chuck Grassley says he has been told the Senate Majority Leader will bring the bill up following the cattle market hearings. We've been told that Schumer's willing to bring it up. That's all I know beyond the hearing. But uh, don't forget that Kavanaugh has been very anxious to move something. And uh, she uh, is motivated to do that not only because she understands the rightness of our bill, and now I would say she's sympathetic to the problems we're trying to solve, but I don't think she'd be moving uh, as aggressively if she didn't think there was a chance to get it up. Grassley and Senators Deb Fisher, John Tester, and Ron Wyden have introduced a bill looking to mandate certain percentages of cash trade in each region. Those opposed to the bill say they are against government trade mandates. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Finally today, high futures prices may be enticing to farmers, but a market analyst says producers should be careful with their hedging activity. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. Commodity markets, including wheat, soybeans, and vegetable oils, and the inputs needed to grow them, are very volatile right now. Fertilizers and pesticides cost more than they have, but futures prices for wheat and soybeans are high. University of Nebraska-Lincoln economist Corey Walters says the numbers may tempt some farmers. This season, they can try to maximize soybean yield. So within crop, within an acre, fertilizer use, the chemical use, however that will be, there'll be a bigger return for whatever whatever investment you're willing to make because each bushel now is worth worth that much more. And looking ahead, farmers in wheat-growing regions might capture some eye-popping futures prices. $10.43 a bushel being offered today for delivery of July 23. I mean, that, that is outstanding. Even with the production costs, that is a, a, a wonderful number. And, and remind yourself that just a few years ago, wheat was pushing, you know, had a three in front of it. Walters says farmers should not involve more than 30 to 40 percent of their expected crop in a futures contract. To, to enter into the wheat market 
as a speculator or even as a farmer with, with their own hedging account, it takes some guts because you, you, need, you need money. He recommends farmers work with their local elevators, which can help protect them from big margin calls. Walter spoke during a UNL Agricultural Economics webinar called Turmoil in Commodity Markets. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm and ranch families care about their communities. Through the Harvest for All program, Farm Bureau donated the equivalent of 30.5 million meals in 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.